What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. Got a couple of really awesome things to chat about today, including in entertainment news. Gigi Hadid and her on-again, off-again boyfriend, Zane Malik, are expecting a baby together. We'll talk a little bit about that. In sports, looks like Major League Baseball is trying to adjust to the current crisis and trying to possibly salvage their season by separating the teams. We'll talk a little bit more in depth as to exactly how they're planning on doing that. And in video game news, will there be an NCAA football game again it's been a few years since we actually had one we'll talk a little bit about exactly what's going on with that whole situation plus my guest today i have broninger mcdaniels on the show today she'll talk about a little bit about her new single that she has out right now plus some future plans for her music including her style in jazz and gospel mixed in with a little country and a few other things too we'll talk a little bit with her about that but first here is california whiskey by brendan bergois right here on the xander effect
what's going on? It's Amanda Holly, and you're listening to The Xander Effect. Amanda Holly's Get It Boy right here on the Xander Effect. In entertainment news, Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik are expecting a baby girl. Looks like the on-again, off-again couple are going to be on again for the foreseeable future as they both just made the announcement that they are expecting a little girl. So the Hadid family is going to have another beautiful uh, female in their family. And they both are incredibly happy. Both uh, Hadid and Malik are both very happy with uh, with the news. Gigi just recently celebrated her 25th birthday this past weekend, and there was uh, there was a rumor going around that inside they had a, two big balloons that had a two and a five in them, and inside was blue and pink confetti. So many people are assuming that her birthday was also a baby reveal as well. So looks like uh, they're going to go ahead and be celebrating a lot in the upcoming months. So congratulations to the happy couple. In other entertainment news, Jada Pickett-Smith says that she doesn't know her husband, Will Smith, at all in an upcoming Red Table Talk. Apparently, it seems that, um, well, this this quarantine uh, and, se- and isolation has really opened the eyes of many couples. It's really uh, made a lot of couples realize whether or not they get along together, they're 
you know, because the thing is you need to understand that we are always on the run. We're always on, on the move. Like, the society is always on the move. It's always, you know, uh, it's always uh, routine. You wake up, you have your breakfast, you get ready for work, you go to work, you come home, you say hello to your loved ones, you, you know, you have your dinner, spend some time with them, whatever, whatever, go to bed, next morning, repeat. And that's the constant thing. For celebrities, it's one of those things where it's even more, it's even more, uh, busy because they have to do uh you know late night uh film shoots they have to do press conferences interviews etc so really it's very difficult for celebrities to actually have a private life and be able to take time out and spend it with their family well now that everybody's in quarantine and the studios are shut down for the time being until everything is reopened, it would seem that many celebrities, many couples are starting to actually see things in each other that they hadn't seen before. In which case, Jada Pinkett basically has, you know, has seen that. And she goes on to say, quote, one of the things I realize is that I don't know Will at all. It's challenging. You're forced to look at things differently. And I'm sure that as, as she has noticed that about her marriage, many other people have noticed it as well, including uh, guests that she had on her show, Pastor John Gray and his wife, which basically has them questioning their their marriage and family dynamic as well. So it's it's a very interesting red table talk. But the question here is. I mean, is there trouble in paradise between Jada and Will? I mean, there's always been, you know, rumors floating around about their lifestyles and things like that. So is it possible that maybe, you know, things now that they're pretty much stuck with each other at home, that things might change in the near future for between them and their marriage? That's something to be that's something to be seen. Who knows? I mean, or, or it could be that this quarantine time could actually be very, very therapeutic for the couple. So who knows? Who knows what will happen in the future? In other entertainment news, looks like the new app Quibi is getting really popular with a lot of people in the television film industry because it just added a new show. Well, not new, really. They're actually, it's a reboot of the old show, or, or, or I should say it's a continuation of the of a comedy called Reno 911 that was on Comedy Central for a very long time. And they, looks like Reno 911 is back and they're renewing them for a sixth season on the Quibi app, which is going to be pretty cool. It, started, it debuts May 4th with 12 short episodes. Uh, the show is written and created by Robert Ben Garant, Carrie Kenny Silver, and Thomas Lennon. So, you know, it basically it, it's it's the show that it's kind of a parody to the to the to the show Cops, but you know, it's all comedy, it's all scripted. Um, and it follows a bunch of wacky, you know, police officers in Reno, Nevada, and their crazy, you know, the the crazy uh, bad guys that they go after which is it's a very entertaining show many people really liked it many people were disappointed that it went off the air on comedy central but not to fear because quibi just picked it up and it will be debuting may 4th other shows that are also going to be debuting and uh, reboots actually coming to quibi include former mtv reality shows punked and singled out as well as upcoming series adaptations of Varsity Blues and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So Quibi is starting to really, really make its mark. It's really starting to grow. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm actually curious to see how they're planning on doing all these shorts because Quibi is basically an app where you do really short shorts, like short. So it's going to be interesting to see how they make all these things happen together. So we'll see what happens. In other entertainment news, I had the opportunity to interview up-and-coming jazz uh, singer uh, Broninger McDaniels. And she basically chatted with me a little bit about her journey to where she's at right now in jazz and what she has going on in the future. But first... Here is Broninger McDaniels, Too Late, right here on The Xander Effect. Stayed in bed all morning just to pass the time. There's something's wrong here, there can't be no denying. One of us is changing. Maybe we just stop trying 
Effect today we have uh Broninger McDaniel in the in the uh on the show and how you doing today Bronny? I'm doing great thank you. Awesome awesome so I I actually listened uh to your music you have an incredible voice uh you your your basic uh, your uh, your genre is more of jazzy style right? Yes a little bit of jazz definitely and a little bit of blues R&B type feel mix mix it up somewhat you know. Nice, nice. So how did you get started in this industry of music? I mean, did you always want to be a singer or or did you just kind of fall into this? Uh, well, I mean, I've been doing it for years. And then um, even at 16, uh, in Louis- I'm from Louisiana. So back then I was playing for church choirs. But then I moved to Tennessee some years ago and um, I played several places and then went through a divorce and was doing a lot of gospel. And then about seven years ago, I met Tony and then he heard me one day, he came over to my place and I was playing music and he said, we got to get you out playing gigs and stuff. So that's what we did. And 
from then it just kind of escalated, you know, and so I've been playing. I just want to do my own thing. And that's what I've been doing now for several years. Nice, nice. And it says, and I, I've read a little bit about uh, your background, and it says something about a distinctive, distinctive hybrid approach. Can you can you elaborate a little bit on that? Well, um, I mean, some people say that because I'm so different, I sound different. Um, you know, like just easy listening and uh, contemporary, adult contemporary, that sort of thing. Okay. Well, that, that, that sounds, that sounds really good. Cause I've I've heard some of your, uh, like I said, I've heard your music and uh -huh. it's, it's got like a, when I heard it, I, I was like, I thought it sounded a little bit like a seventies a feel like a, like a Donna Summers type of seventies feel to it. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's yeah. correct. There. I get that a lot. Like, yeah, that's, that's exactly reason, what I heard. It. That's one reason why we did this, the single classic cover of it's too late by Carol King. We did that. So, but, and I've also been told a little bit, sounds like a Diana crawl, people like that, you know, yeah, I like, I love Alicia Keys, any, any, that kind of style. I love it. Nice. And I see that you're also working with uh, BT, B Taylor. He's the one, he's the one that uh, has been uh, producing a few of your songs. Yes, he is. And he's amazing. We're, we're working on that. And we're getting ready to work on another one. Uh, we're actually already started working on some stuff. So got a lot of great things coming. How did you get linked up with BT? Actually through my label with Quest Cross in the label. He um, introduced him to me and um, I'm sorry, Tony's trying to say something. What do you say, hon? Yeah, 5050 Global Music in there in partnership with BMG Publishing and um, uh, Sony. Oh, okay. So they're basically, they just connected all of you guys together. Have you been, have you been like, do you have a lot of albums that are out right now or are you just working on singles right now? I have two, actually, I have some old stuff out, but we're working on this new stuff right now. Okay. Singles. We're working on singles. And are you doing like, uh, are you kind of just trying to remix some of the old seventies with jazz and blues? Uh, yes, somewhat. Um, probably the next song that I do is probably going to be an original of mine that we I sent in that we're going to be working on. And then probably maybe we'll come back after we get that one done, maybe do another classic cover. I'm just kind of going with the flow right now, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I saw that your uh, last single was called Too Late. Yeah, It's Too Late mm -hmm, by Carol King. Okay, that's the one that you were talking about that you kind of like did a mix with uh, BT on that. Yes, we did. It's it's amazing. I, I saw because I'm following you. I'm following you on Facebook, and I saw the uh, I saw kind of like a a little bit of a, of a behind the scenes look at your recording, and it seemed like you guys were having a really good time in Vegas. There, we did. We had a blast. I mean, Tony and I went up there. It was in February, and we went up there and got there on a Friday. Come back that following month that monday i'm sorry but we had a really good time bt's really cool person and we uh did some recording on saturday um afternoon we went back saturday night and went back on sunday afternoon and and i went to a couple of different places and it was just really a lot of good time nice nice i also see that you've been doing like a lot of uh facebook live uh performances and instagram live performances i mean has this uh current crisis inspired you to do a lot of those performances or were you already doing that before before all this craziness started um occasionally we would do it but nothing like it is now with the stay home um that we've been having to do all of us um so now we we've been doing that a lot more trying to keep the the um people you know somewhat to be inspired by you know all this going around so people cannot be so when they're stuck in their homes at least have something to listen to but there's so many great artists out there but we try to do everything we can to try to you know help people in this this time and the hour that we're in Oh, of course, of course. I've seen, like I said, I've seen a lot of uh, artists, a lot of DJs have been doing, uh, you know, live Facebook uh, concerts and things like that. I mean, celebrities have been doing that as well. So, right. you know, I've seen that you've been doing it, um, you know, and, and it's really cool that you're providing that kind of like relief uh, to a lot of people that are stuck at home that are going, <laughs> going, for lack of a better word, bananas at home right now. Exactly right. Yeah. And we enjoy it. I mean, like, you know, like I was telling you all ago when I got started in music years ago, but you know, you have to really have a desire for music. I feel like if you're really a true artist, but it is definitely a passion of mine. And uh, I definitely give God the, the thanks, the credit first and beyond 
everything because um, he's the one that got me as far as I am with my music and continues to open doors for me that I would have never dreamed of. So I'm very humbled by all this and thankful to God. Awesome. Awesome. And do you write a lot of your own uh, lyrics or is it a collaboration of different people that are writing different things? I write all the time. Now I do, I do know that I will be in the near future writing with some other people and producers, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And but like I said, but basically your genre is just jazz and blues. Are you trying to expand or go into different genres besides those two? Well, I do country too. I mix it up. I do gospel. I do country, blues, jazz, and I just kind of go with the flow. Whatever, whatever people want. That's what I try to do. You know, come up with something. Nice. If I don't well, already, if, if I don't already have it, because I have a ton of music here at my house that I write. So, what do you think is like your most your most uh, powerful genre that you that you've gotten more uh, more out of? Hmm. You know, um, that's a that's a good question there because um, I would say probably adult contemporary more or less probably, but like I did, you know, I've said several times I mix my stuff up. So, um, but I, I probably, I probably would say that between adult contemporary and easy listening. No, that's awesome. No, that's, that's amazing. And, and like, I'm curious when you were growing up, what was your favorite type of music? Um, well, when I was growing up, I was nothing but around gospel, and I still have that gospel root because a lot of my family are big. They're artists, and they, they do a lot of uh, gospel and stuff. But uh, growing up, too, I love the blues and stuff like that, jazz, because being from Baton Rouge, I was in New Orleans a lot. In fact, mm. um, I had an uncle that um, he is no, no long, he's been gone for a long time, but he was a great violinist and fiddle player and singer, and he he really inspired me and he, I just love the blues and stuff like that and jazz being in new Orleans like that. Oh yeah. If you're in the big easy, you're going to have to, you're, you're going to absorb a lot of that uh, style of music out there. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. It's really good music out there. Definitely. No, definitely. So, so obviously you do come from a musical background then. I do. I do. My, the majority of my family is musically inclined Beautiful. That must have been fun uh, growing up in, in that type of atmosphere. That's for sure. It definitely was. <laughs> it definitely was. But I'll get together and, and just that have music all the time like that. Sit out on the front porch like, you know, now that's what we're all doing right now is hanging. In. If we're not inside, we're on the front porch, you know. No, that's awesome, though. I mean, well, you said that your uncle played uh, instruments like the fiddle and the, and the violin. Uh -huh. Do you play any, any instruments yourself? Yes, I play keyboard. I play keys, piano. And you've been playing that since you were a kid, I'm assuming, as well. 16 years old. And I, I only I, uh, play by ear. I don't read music. I play by ear. But oh, it's, wow. I love it. Absolutely love it. You know, I'm the same way. I used to, when I was a kid, I was, well, when I was in high school, I played cymbals in the band. And I couldn't uh -huh. read music to save my life, I swear. <laughs> to, me, to me, they were all just a bunch of squiggly lines. I'm like, what in the... What, what is this? What is this? <laughs> it's I, all gibberish to me. I know. I told my, my husband, Tony, I've told him that a lot of times I said, it's like Greek to me to try to read that music. I mean, I probably could, but I've been playing by ear for so long. That's what I'm used to, you know. No, that's really, well, you know what? I think that that's what the majority of, of uh, vocalists and musicians sometimes are into is just like doing things by ear I, I think that unless you actually went to school to study music actually uh -huh. study music i mean most people don't know how to read music it's it's you know most people are very illiterate to music i know i am you yes. know so i mean uh. I, can't, I can't read it you know for the life of me but again you know unless you're like planning on being a conductor or or, or someone that's like part of like a symphony orchestra or something like that i mean reading music is really something that not many people do yeah, exactly. You're so, right. But no, but that's fine. Though. That's really cool. I mean, before this crisis happened, were you planning on doing any tours or anything like that? Um, well, you know, that was kind of talked about a little bit with the labels. So, of course, right now, um, we're, thank God for online stuff. And um, so we're working together, doing a lot of that. Thank God for technology. But um, 
and I actually had um, a few few shows canceled within the last month or two. Mm. Um, some really good shows, but hopefully we will in the future when hopefully be able to do some of that, you know, when things hopefully get back to somewhat where they're supposed to be. That's what we're all um, hoping, that's for sure. Yes. For right, for right now, with, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, are you playing? Well, you're probably going to answer my question. We're going to ask the question I was going to ask right now anyway. Well, that was about, you know, whether or not you were planning on doing like local tours or you plan to do nationwide, worldwide. What exactly were you thinking? Whatever they want, whatever the, the uh, label wants. That's what we're going with right now, the flow. Mm -hmm. And what are you more we're, comfortable with? Um, you know, if we can do the worldwide tour, I would love that. That's just me, you know, but I mean, I can, I, I played so many uh, venues and gigs around Nashville, Tennessee, surrounding areas. I mean, I played so many places. So um, whatever, you know, I'm open for whatever. If it's, if, if it's the right fit, then I want to be able to do it, you know. I'm curious, what's it like to perform in the country capital of the world that it, that's Nashville? Uh, it's, I love it. It's cool. I was actually played, a, not in the arena, but I played down in the CMAs last year um, for several places that I played around there. Um, but it's an honor to be able to play, you know, down here like that. And uh, to meet so many new people, you know, when you're playing like that. I mean... I meet so many people all the time and I am definitely a people person. And, and so that that's, that's a plus for me because I love being around people and you meet so many good, good people, you know, no, that's really and, and very good. I mean, there's some phenomenal musician and musicians and artists, singers uh, that are just great, you know, no, and it's definitely, and the thing is that the country music, the genre has has evolved uh, and is changing every single year. I mean, I've noticed that it's becoming more popish. It's becoming like it's adding hip hop to it now. You know, it's no longer just country. It's It's now a mixture of a bunch of other songs mixed in. And it would seem to me that, you know, your style, you know, you're, you're going to be mixing in country, jazz, blues all together. That's actually a very interesting type of style that you would have going on. <laughs> I know. Um, I guess because I'm such a variety person, you know, and, you know, I played, like I said, I played so many venues and gigs before because you might be in the crowd and some of them might want something real jazzy. Somebody might want something like, R&B feel or something real bluesy or whatever and I just always try to have a you know variety of songs when I go to places like that because everybody's different no that, that's definitely for sure I mean to be honest with you I love listening to I love going to like lounges and listening to some like you know light jazz blues things like that because it's just it, you know it just it relaxes you I mean in my right. opinion it's very it's a very relaxing type of music and uh, mm -hmm. country kind of gives you that same feel as feel as well. So mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's 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 like I said, it's it's one of those things where having the combination of all three of them be, be, would be like really cool, actually, to listen to. Yeah, and you think about it, there's so many stories behind all the songs. You know, there there's a story behind each song that is you know that when you sing it, I feel like that anyway. And do the, do the majority of your songs have a story behind them? Yes. Yes, they do. So yeah. they all come from experience then. <laughs> yes. Well, 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 I'm curious. What, what's, what, uh, what's the majority, like, what's the majority of song that, you know, that you put out there? Like, in other words, is it mainly, uh, uh, mainly uh, heartache, heartache? Is it mainly uh, happy stories? I mean, what's the majority that you put out? Um, both. You know, both. Uh, when I went through my divorce somewhat years ago, um, then I, of course, you know, just starting out, I was by myself at that time and wrote a lot of Ballard songs about, uh, you know, a lot of really, uh, I guess, doing some soul searching type songs. Uh, and then as time went by, you know, I started mixing my stuff up and got a lot of, I mean, I got a, I feel like that I have a lot, uh, just a mixture like, I have both, and then I have a lot of just great, I uh, have some good upbeat songs, some good country songs, like I've got a little country song that's called I'm, 
I'm your little lady. When I say I'm your little lady, it's really a country song. It talks <laughs> about we've been down this road before, you know, and that kind of thing. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I've got a song that I wrote several years ago, and it's called Kinks. Let's get our kinks worked out. And it talks, you know, about relationships. You know, you feel like you know somebody, the right one, until you find they got a lot of baggage like you do. And it's just, that's what I'm saying. I just mix my stuff up. That sounds a lot like the story of my love life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, well, then you could probably. I relate, I relate to a lot of country music, let me tell you. Like, I, I listen to country music every so often. Because the thing is, I love playing different types of music on, on my show. Because uh -huh. I love listening to different yeah. types of music. Um, I, don't, I don't like to, I don't like to, like, you know, to uh, corner myself or, or cage myself or chain myself to just one genre. Because uh -huh. to me, that's boring. You know, uh -huh. um, I like, I like, you know, variety. I, I just like, I'm the type of person that I like variety. I'm, you know, I, I like my music. Like I like my dating life variety. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. I understand. Just, definitely. You know, not just, not just, not, not just, uh, you know, corner myself to just one thing, you know? So that's right. Just, I like, I like just, uh, I like listening to different types of music and country always calls to me because whenever I'm like, uh, whenever I just feel like in the mood to hear something real, uh, uh -huh. here's someone real, someone that might be going through the same thing I do. I mean, I've said this before on my past shows that my favorite artist is Garth Brooks. Uh, he's one of my uh -huh. favorite country artists. Oh, you know? and I, I love him too. I love Garth too. And you know who else I love? Huh? Is a rascal flats. Oh my gosh. I love him. Tim McGraw's actually another good one too. Yes. There's not too many. That's not good. I think Craig Morgan and, um, geez. I actually remember listening to Conway Twitty a few years ago. I mm -hmm. mean, that, that one, he's one of the original uh, country artists. Right, right, definitely. So, no, I mean, it's, it's really cool that you're, uh, that you're really, uh, that you're putting different types of uh, music out there with a mixture. Since you're working BT, and BT, you know, his, his, uh, the majority of what he's doing right now is more at hip-hop, are you guys maybe doing another kind of collaboration that's mixing, you know, blues, jazz, country, and hip-hop together? Because that, now that is a good one right there, I got to say. Yeah, we, we're definitely, we've got something in the making right now. We're working on something, and it's, I believe it's going to be real. We've got a couple things, actually, we're working on, so it's going to be really cool stuff. you have any release dates for us, or are you, are you guys still uh, working? It's in the stuff? making, but there's no date. Yeah, but it, they are definitely in the making, definitely. Awesome. Um, and he is, I can't say enough about him. Um, he's, he is very, very good, and... Um, of course, you know about his father. He's mm -hmm. had a lot of had a lot of prayers going out for his father and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely glad. Yeah, and I because uh, I because I had an interview with uh, another artist that had did a collaboration with him, Do Brown. Uh, I had uh -huh. an interview with him, and uh, we actually talked about that. Actually, it's funny because when I the day that I uh, had the interview with Do was actually on my birthday, and wow. uh, the day before. Uh, that I had the interview with. Actually, no, it was the, no, it was the same day. It was the same day, actually, I remember. Uh, the day that I had the interview with Do, uh, I had called BT and asked mm -hmm. him how his father was doing. He was telling me he was doing great. So mm -hmm. I was really happy to hear that because it was yes. definitely a close one. He's the second person I know uh, that, his that their parent went through this. Um, you know, so it's, it's a crazy situation for a lot of people out there. A lot of people don't understand how serious... Uh, this this crisis is, but we just keep on doing what we're doing. I mean, it, you know, it's funny because even though a lot of essential businesses have stopped, the music keeps going. Uh huh. Correct. Correct. You know, and that's, that's something right. that I feel is important. Mm hmm. It is. Yeah. But yeah, we have, like I said, we have some great things we're, that we're working on, and um, can't wait to be able to share it with with you all um, soon. <laughs> but yeah, it's good stuff. Well. In case, uh, in case we want to go ahead and, uh, and, and stalk you on social media, also go ahead and check out some of your live performances. How can we do so? Um, you go to my, my YouTube page under Broninger McDaniel. Do I need to spell that or do you have the correct spelling? McDaniel, M-C-D-A-N-I-E-L, correct? Yeah, and then Broninger, B-R-A-U-N-I-N-G-E-R. Okay. And then I'm, you know, I'm, of course, I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Bronzy on Instagram is Bronzy, B-R-O-N, 
Z-I-E underscore score. score girl. Sorry about that. And then that's on Instagram. And then Facebook is Broninger McDaniel also. And uh, my website is Broninger.net. My okay. music page too. So, And then I'm on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, on a bunch of online digital uh, stores. And of course, I'm on Reverb Nation too. So Beautiful. Twitter. So we yeah. can definitely find you everywhere. I hope so. Your name is- you can just Google my name and you'll see some stuff pop up about it. But um, I always, people always ask me if you want to do, would you like to know what Broninger means? Yeah, actually, I was going to, I was just going to ask that you actually like took the thought right out of my head. I was going to ask you about <laughs> that because it's a very, well, very unique name. Well, um, Broninger means the best. She's a good girl, an angel. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. I didn't know it either. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it, it was my great great grandmother's name, so that's where I got that. Miss German. So I, I think I think I think I, I think I gave you. I think I have a new definition for that name, which is pulling my leg. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It actually means the brown girl. So Broninger ah. means that. So nice. But, that's uh, the reason why your Instagram says Bronzy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That makes sense. Is that, is that your, well, I mean, well, is that your actual nickname as well as bronzy? Yeah, but that's another, another ball game too. People call me bronzy too, because, um, back in 2000, I think it was 2007, seven, eight, whatever. Um, I I am also a spray tan specialist on the side. Ah. And so the girls in there could not say Broniger for nothing. They said, we got to come up with your name. And they started saying, well, since you're spray tan, let's just call you Bronzy for short. And <laughs> everybody down in Nashville, I feel like, knows me by Bronzy or, or either Brawny. So that's where that came from. Nice. Are you still doing spray tanning or did you stop all that? Oh, hon, I just sprayed myself a couple of days ago. I love it. But um, right now, you know, being quarantined, um, I might do it for a couple family members or close friends or something like that. But once things get back to normal, then I'll probably maybe do that on the side a little bit. Nice, nice. God, I wish I lived in Nashville. I'd go ahead and like definitely uh, come by and maybe get a spray tan because well, come on down. <laughs> it's kind of a little bit of a trip, let me tell you. Um, but yeah, you yeah. know, I do want. I, I've always wanted to go check out Nashville because I've always wanted to try the barbecue out there. I know that the barbecue is like top. Yeah. It is. Nashville. Well, the flights are really cheap right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking any flights right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. I that's not happening. That, that's not happening until probably next year, and even then, I'll still be a little sketchy because honestly, I I, I'm actually still afraid. I'm actually afraid of flying. I, I'm I'm afraid of the taking off and the landing part of the flight. <laughs> Rest in the middle, I'm okay with. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. But no, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's so funny because. Uh, like I've always wondered if uh, well obviously spray tan is a lot better is a lot safer than actual tan tan right yes it definitely is and it's what I use is all vegan so it's nothing in there no toxic or nothing like that and it's actually good for your skin very very good for your skin nice I might have to do that one because like I said I'm it's funny because I'm Latin but Mm -hmm. I'm like a white skin Latin guy like right 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 yeah I well, mean, I guarantee you wouldn't be with my stuff because what beautiful. I use is awesome. Nice. So, I got to go ahead. Well, one of these says I'm going to have to take a trip out there. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see how yeah. it goes. Well, Bronnie, I thank you so much for being on the Xander Effect. I appreciate your time. I'm looking forward to uh, your new music. And I definitely yeah. look forward to more of your concerts on social media because they're, let me tell you, they're very entertaining and you're doing a wonderful job in entertaining a lot of people that, that need it right now. I appreciate it. And you guys, please go check out It's Too Late uh, by Brawny, B-R-A-U-N-I. And like I said, they can follow me, find me all over social media. So, and I am so thankful that you asked me to do this. It's a blessing. I appreciate it. No, it's my, it was, it was my pleasure to have you on the show. And like I said, I hope to have you on it very soon as well. Uh, Awesome. Sounds good. All right, Brawny. We'll talk soon. Take care. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
Thank you so much, Bronninger McDaniels, for being on The Xander Effect. Looking forward to having you on the show again very soon. In sports, looks like Major League Baseball is trying to adapt to the current COVID-19 crisis that's going on. And they have a couple of plans that they have in place. They're they're talking about it here, here and there. Um, basically, it's a 10-team division split that they're trying to do with the league. They went on and put out uh, basically the details to this is uh, quote MLB is considering a three division 10 team plan in which teams play only within their division a concept gaining support among owners and executives it would abolish the traditional American and national leagues and realign the divisions based on geography the divisions would keep many of the natural rivals together while playing one another before an expanded playoff format this is uh, this is actually via uh, the uh, CBS sports so right now it would seem that it's they're gonna try to divide the teams which is kind of a weird concept it's almost like it's almost like when uh, the NCAA did their did their uh, you know uh, their uh, the basketball split which to this day many people are really like what in the world are you doing it's all over the place um, you know the the uh, this particular split it would only be for this season and it basically would drop each team into one of three hubs Arizona Florida and Texas so it's it's a very weird way of doing it who knows if it's actually going to work especially right now I mean seen as the the Major League Baseball is more than likely planning on playing games without fans within the stadium. So that could be something that that may work simply for for watching it on TV and watching uh, baseball season continue on. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if they actually go forward with it and see if it actually works. Because I'm kind of curious myself, to be honest. But eh, I don't know. It's it's just a little weird to me. In other sports news, as as basically you know, society is starting to you know move forward from the COVID nineteen crisis, and many uh, many things are starting to reopen including, you know, like I said, MLB is one of them that are considering it. The NBA is also trying to slowly but surely trying to uh, reopen uh, facilities, but for practice only. As far as anybody can tell, the NBA has not made any announcement about reopening the regular season. However, there was talks about starting beginning May 8th, that players will be able to train and receive treatment at team buildings uh, on a state-by-state basis. The NBA went to say, quote, the potential rules changes would allow teams to make their practice facilities available for use by the team's players for workouts or treatment on a voluntary individual basis if the team's facility is in a city that is no longer subject to government restriction. So, they're, again, they're doing it by a case, on a case-by-case basis, which Initially, if you think about it, if there's one state that hasn't reopened fully, they can't really do an NBA season because that team that's in that state that hasn't reopened fully um, may not receive the practice that they need in order to be able to compete properly. So that's the reason why they're they're trying to see what what happens in certain cities, obviously. There are cities that are potential hotspots for COVID-19 and other cities that are not. So they're just looking into all that and seeing exactly what would be the best the best possible solution to try to slowly but surely get uh, NBA players and you know back into practice to at least keep them still warm and not let them stiffen up in the event that suddenly you know we get out of this crisis and they reopen the seasons, they reopen stadiums, they reopen everything, which again is highly unlikely seen as many health officials are predicting that this could go into 2021 so we'll see what happens in the near future in other sports news former ufc champion kane velasquez is released 
by the WWE. Uh, it looks like Kane was a part of the massive uh, layoffs that the WWE uh, had done last week, which because of that, their stock prices decided to go back up again. Kane Velasquez was on that chopping block, which to be honest with me, with you, uh, it's to no surprise to me because I mean, Kane Velasquez, don't get me wrong, he's an amazing UFC fighter. He beat Brock Lesnar. He was an incredible champion, great fighter and everything. But he really had that, he didn't have the quote, it factor that Vincent Mann is always preaching about when it comes to his wrestlers in the WWE. He debuted on SmackDown with Rey Mysterio last year. And then he had a fight. He had a wrestling match against Brock Lesnar at, uh, at their Saudi Arabia, you know, pay-per-view. And it just it didn't it didn't really do well. He lost that that uh, that wrestling match against Brock Lesnar, but in the at the end of it all, it just didn't seem that he was he had the charisma, he had the the vocals to go ahead and be able to be one of those wrestlers that comes in and is, and is intimidating. I mean, don't get me wrong. Brock Lesnar, he doesn't really talk much, you know, because his voice, his advocate is uh, is Paul Heyman that does the talking for him. But it's the presence that he has, not to mention the fact of the matter that, you know, he's a veteran in the sport, um, gives him that little bit of leeway to be able to get away with just not saying anything and just standing there, you know, and just smiling and having a mean look on his face and all this other stuff. Cain Velasquez didn't really have that. I mean, regardless of how intimidating Kane may appear, he still didn't have that it factor, and it's no surprise to me that they decided to go ahead and cut him from the WWE. So much luck to Kane. Is he going to go back to fighting on the in the UFC? Who knows? That is yet to be seen. You never know. Stranger things have happened before. Up next in video game news, the NCAA is still trying to make up their mind on whether or not they're going to do an NCAA football video game, seeing as many fans have been wanting that for a long time now. Uh, it's, it's right now, it's up in the air. So we'll go, we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here is John Doe's ring right here on the Xander Effect. Senorita, you know, I've been looking for you all of my life, and I What is your name? What just want to let you know that uh, if you love me, you love me. If you don't love me, you don't love me. Hey, come on. Hey. Some people say we don't need nobody to lean on. I don't agree, though. Mamas have papas and papas have mamas, and people need people. Uh, opposite equal. A baby so little. There's a chapel somewhere. Where? On a hill in San Pedro. Overlooking the ocean. With the gazebo. For a male and a female. Hoping that he will propose to her face to face, hand to hand, body to body, and not through an email. Used to have problems with details. Now I know what you're wearing, like I've been working for women's retail. We going for a ride. Why don't you fasten your seatbelt? We will never forget or never regret the stuff that we said as we walked in the aisle. The altar straight out the church into the caucus. It's an event. Marriage was meant. A man and a woman. I gotta stand up for something. Head over heels like I fell on the steps. My head is still spinning from tumbling. Man, I'm just rambling, huh? And they say, I don't know nothing. Huh? Maybe I'm done when it comes to love. Baby, I've been calling you. Hoping that you let me through. Open up the door. Maybe I can talk to you. Possibly you say I do, but you just let it ring, 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 ring. If you would wear this ring, 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 ring. I'm assuming you love me, woman. You want me? Why don't you tell me? I come when you call me. There's something about you that plays with my heartbeat. There's something about you makes you feel like I'm melting. No matter what you say, nothing can stop me. Girl, you can help me. Don't take a selfie without me. Tell me about you like there's nothing about me. There's so much that you possess. Let me do your accounting. Huh? What would you say if I wish you away? Pick you up from the job in the middle of the day in a helicopter. With some tickets to a play or an opera. Right before we get there, get there. some lobster or a plate full of pasta. Yeah. Then I hug you. On a planet to surprise you. Right. After the embrace, stand up in the place, get right up in your face. Then I stop you, get on one knee so everyone can see. I'm in the posture. Take it out my pocket, then I open a little box up. Got that expression on your face like you just won an Oscar. Couldn't imagine my life without you. Baby, I've been calling you. Hoping that you let me through. Maybe I 
Jeremy Miller from Growing Pains here, and you're listening to This Jerk, my good friend Xander Dames on The Xander Effect.
that was Paulina's Complicated right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, what is going to happen with uh, NCAA football? Well, basically at this point, we really have no idea. <laughs> Apparently, it seems that um, uh, looks like the NCAA has somewhat been okay with approving a new NCAA football game uh, but as we all know there, there were issues, the reason why they stopped doing that, the reason why EA and all these other uh, sports types of uh, you know, um, uh, distributors and providers that, that do these video games they stopped doing NCAA games was because they were getting sued by the colleges uh, because of the like likeness of many of their athletes that they were using uh, to post on on their, on their covers, on the video games themselves, and everything. And it would seem that they were getting a little upset because the, you know, because due to NCAA rules, uh, students cannot receive any types of, you know, money from outside resources or anything like that because it breaches the NCAA rules. So uh, these players, they were not getting paid for the likeness of, of themselves being on these games. And so they decided to, you know, stop uh, making these these video games, these NCAA football games because of that reason. Well, it seems that the NCAA has somehow come to some sort of an agreement where some of the proceeds will go to uh, these the students. Um, more than likely, it's probably going to go into tuition, things like that, uh, in order to pay for their tuition. So that's probably right around what they're trying to do. But it just it doesn't seem, don't get your hopes up, because it doesn't seem like there will be an NCAA football game coming out anytime soon, according to, according to 24-7 Sports. According to an article they have published on their website, it says, quote, in an interview with the Sporting News, Jim Cavalli, the CEO of INFLCR, a company founded to aid athletes in finding brand partnerships, said there's verbiage in the NCAA's revision that should prevent excitement for virtual college football coming back at this time. Quote, right now, group licensing is not a part of the plan, Cavalli told Sporting News. That would prevent the video game concept from coming back. Now, there was other uh, types of, there was, uh, there was uh, uh, points that basically the NCAA had uh, made statements of in the past, which is basically um, the guidelines for compensation are as follows. Ensuring student athletes are treated similarly to non-athlete students unless a compelling reason exists to differentiate. Maintaining the priorities of education and the collegiate experience to provide opportunities for student athlete success. Ensuring rules are transparent, focused, and enforceable. And facilitating fair and balanced competition. Making clear the Distinction between collegiate and professional opportunities, making clear that compensation for athletics performance and participation is impermissible, reaffirming that student athletes are students first and not employees of the university, and enhancing principles of diversity, inclusion, and gender equi uh, equity. Uh, equity. Equity. Huh, interesting. Protecting the recruiting uh, environment uh, and prohibiting in inducements to select remain at or transfer to a specific institution so at this point it, again it seems that there's still a long process to go before the ncaa can allow for an ncaa football game to be developed by a game developer so we'll see what happens hopefully they decide to uh, move forward with it because i personally i love the ncaa footballs in the past i used to love playing them uh there was a couple of them where you could actually get the crowd riled up and the whole like stadium starts shaking it was a really really cool game to have back uh, a few years ago a lot of players like myself really miss it so hopefully the ncaa is able to bend a little bit they're able to find a, a common ground between you know the two and we'll, we may see you know an NCAA football game in the near future that's the news in case you haven't heard it thank you so much for listening remember we're still in the middle of a crisis so please please be safe going out make sure you continue to wear your protective uh, face wear uh, gloves when you go out uh, you know uh, goggles if you have them protect yourself so that way that you can stay healthy and you can protect your family as well and remember music always always heals all we'll see you next time live it up
Hey, the Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc., BMG Bertelsmann Group, and Sony Music The Orchard. In association with Art19 Media Group.